Hello and welcome to a storm of spoilers of season tour. My name is Dave Gonzalez and my favorite game show is the 1990s live action Carmen Sandiego game show for children that had a live rockapella soundtrack. Do it, Rockapella. My, uh, my name is Joanna Robinson and my favorite game show, uh, has to actually be Supermarket Sweep, which I don't know if you ever watched it, but it is not only a fun romp through a supermarket, but it teaches you valuable skills about how much things cost. Like you always want to go for the frozen turkey or the coffee if you want to spend as much as possible. And I am Neil Miller, my favorite game show. I think I'm going with the classic. I'm going with the family feud. Um, because it's, it's timeless. You learn things about popular, uh, thought and polling. I think it's fascinating. And, um, you know, f- the families that got picked for family feud were always the most fun. Like they were always the weirdest possible families. So yeah, it also has like at. that institution of interesting hosts like none of the hosts in family feud i'm like this is the best i will watch just for this host but all of them have like little quirks that seep into the game whether it be kissing all females on the mouth or yeah. uh not yeah. being on home improvement and still being funny super weird um i do have a question <laughs> about joanna's joanna is supermarket sweep the one where you were on like a timer yeah so you had to like run mm-hmm there was a version of that that they did at toy stores for kids. Like, mm-hmm. it was like the Toys R Us, same sort of thing. And that was, I can say with specificity and 100%, honestly, that is the only game show I've ever wanted to go on. I would be terrible on any game show. I would not want to do it. But the one where you run through the Toys R Us, 100% would do every time. That was like a special contest for a part of the year. And I only remember because I would enter the contest and then case my local Toys R Us for like weeks being like, all right, the bikes are worth a lot of money and the bikes are over here. But am I going to have room in my cart for all the action (laughs) figures if I get to the bikes first? I feel very seen right now. And we all love supermarket sweep is what we're learning through this conversation. <laughs> it's a, like, and what's really interesting is that like, you know, um, I'm obsessed also with like British pop culture and knowing where British pop culture and American pop culture overlap. B- the Brits also had supermarket sweep, which is like crazy to me. Like that didn't, se- that doesn't seem to be like the game show that should have crossed over, but it did. Um, but there, if you Tesco, injure Tesco go. yourself going in the supermarket, the healthcare is free. That's the difference. Oh. So the other, they probably play it harder. The other aspect of Supermarket Week that I really loved is like there was there was the timed run through the store, but there was also the like um 
like a scavenger hunt basically there'd be like clues behind a tuna can and then you would like get a clue and it would be like another item in the store you had to like run elsewhere in the store and find like the cans of beans or whatever and you're like you're screaming at the thing you're like no it's a it's sliced ham you idiot it's sliced ham (laughs) and then at the end they would like behind the piece of like food that they had to find was like a giant fan of cash monies and it was like the most satisfying thing in the whole world anyway what a great show bring it back remember when uh, you used to yell at your TV about like fun things with low stakes <laughs> not elections i do i do <laughs> well on that note we are here for three hosts three games we're going to be playing three games in this very laid-back episode of a storm of spoilers a pop culture podcast uh these will be pop culture related games but like our uh, good vibes episode of late uh we feel like he could kick this november off with some some easy going. We got some prestige film. We just came off of three weeks of doing horror movies. Maybe something a little lighter this week. Three hosts, three games. We're going to figure out what those three games are coming up. But first, if you are a subscriber at patreon.com slash storm of spoilers at the Maester of Small Council level, you will be getting a bonus segment this week. We don't know what it is because we're recording this in the post-election pass. We might be living in a shame hole. In which case, our bonus segment needs might be different. Uh, also, maybe pop Wait, culture breaking is news. is the shame hole if it goes well or if it goes poorly? I mean, everybody could be in a shame hole either way based on that. Or like the I didn't vote shame hole. <laughs> I think we're, just, I, we're all just pre-ashamed of ourselves. That's like, it's, there was a sketch on Saturday Night Live of everybody, Democrats trying to look confident while, like, yeah, yeah, uh, drinking and uh, crushing coffee and smoking cigarettes. That's where we're recording this episode, but then sending it through a time tube to the future where all of this is super boring for you guys. So we didn't want to call a bonus segment uh, in that mood. You will be getting one this week, though. Thank you for subscribing. Also... If you haven't subscribed, but if you're into Game of Thrones, which is a pop culture that we're definitely into, and man, we've been getting some some deets from the entertainment weeklies that are vague and things that we speculated about before, but not important. If you want to come hear us talk about Game of Thrones after the new season and hang out with some people who work on Game of Thrones and other people who love Game of Thrones and talk about the new spinoff, you want to come to Con of Thrones in Nashville, July 12th through 14th. Tickets are on sale now. Make sure to get there, get a hotel room. Come see us. Come see people talk about smart things about the books that I haven't read yet. Maybe, maybe see me start reading a book. There's what? lots of stuff for you at a book at Con of Thrones. It'd be so great if like one of the programs on Con of Thrones was just like watch Dave read a book. You would <laughs> but do you it. You don't with read such it out loud. You just, you, you just sit there quietly yeah. though, and read. It's just the microphone yeah, like, on the pages, and you just hear like what? occasional rustle what? of a page being turned. <laughs> just yeah, watch, occasional watch, reactions. Watch I will Dave say this: the, the back quarter of a storm of uh, of swords. Yeah, I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like reading the first three books of the Game of Thrones franchise, um, or the I'm sorry, Song of Ice and Fire franchise, mm-hmm. was the most animated I've ever been reading anything in my life. Like, I, there was a lot of talking, there was a lot of anger, there was several like throws involved, physical assaults on the books. Um, yeah, so that it's one of those books where you uh, you still shouldn't do it, but you probably could read it on stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean the interesting thing here now is what what this is definitely going to be a panel at Con of Thrones is should should I read the books now? <laughs> I just watched an entire HBO series 
should I read a book and then wait for George R. R. Martin to finish it? Or do I like, do I just go now? I don't know. Anyway, you should come to Nashville, July 12th through 14th. Come see us help me settle this debate, along with other debates, like which religion is right. Other great <laughs> debates. Um, uh, all right. This week, we have to also talk about our Don't Fall Down uh, New Year's resolution. Earlier on in January, I urged you all not to fall down. I made it my New Year's resolution. I managed to stay upright. Uh, some of you listeners and some of our donors, unfortunately, have joined the Fallen. This month, we want to spotlight Melissa S., who says, I fell down the stairs at the bar my boyfriend manages. It was on security tape. He has it recorded to his phone. Uh, <laughs> tough one. Uh, every, set- every sentence of that story got it's worse. worse. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, so here, here's, this, here's the thing. Part of what my game is going to be about later... Um, spoiler alert is conundrums. So here's the conundrum. If you're the boyfriend and let's say you discovered it, um, without her knowing, like you, you're just, you're just in the office one day and you just discover that you have this video of your girlfriend eating shit on your security tape. Do you even tell her or do you just, and you just don't tell her, delete the video or why would you tell her? That seems. Why mean. would you keep it secretly? Yeah, like, yeah. W- w- would you just not tell her and delete it, or would you tell? If her I'm gonna, if I'm gonna keep it, if I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna tell her. If okay. I'm gonna delete it and pretend I didn't see it, I'm not gonna tell her that I have it. But I'm keeping I'm- that footage. Like, thousand <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. I think that's that basically what this is. Is like she's like, oh, I fell down, and he's like, I have access to these cameras. No, like she, I yeah, feel she, like she, that. I feel like she probably came out. She's like, oh, babe, I just ate shit on the stairs. He's like, I have a camera there. Like, I think. <laughs> and then if it's on the phone, then it's a good video of somebody yeah. eating shit on the stairs. So, well, I see. I'm gonna assume both these people are excellent people. Yeah. And that uh, this is, what you I, know, it just happens. It's just that's, if you don't want it to fall down, having to then relive your shame on a security tape on your boyfriend's phone and now on this podcast, I'm sort of sorry, Melissa S. But she but, shared. Uh, she decided to share it, so she can't be that fussed about it. You know, you know what, though? Yeah, what yeah. I want to say to Melissa is that she should not feel any shame in falling down. It happens to everyone-ish. And so just don't, it's not, I mean, it's probably funny. So just laugh with. I guess I don't know. I feel bad Everyone's for her. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I like that this this is a you know three sentence story that spirals into into sh- shame about falling down. Well, because you could see yourself in one of those two positions pretty easily. Oh yeah, and it raises a lot of very interesting questions in my mind. But I uh, think if I if I think if I if my relationship is good, if I am the faller or. Like, if I'm the fallen or the person recording the thing, like, this is all just in good fun. You know what I mean? If your relationship is good. Like, you need a good foundation. It should not be maliciously kept. It should not be maliciously deployed. It should just be, like, in good fun. And if I am, like, Melissa or the fallen, you know, and if I'm, like, 
hey, babe, actually, it really upsets me that that's on your phone. Like, if the relationship is good, that person immediately deletes that video. And then that's the end of that. You know what I mean? But in an ideal right. world, we all laugh about it all the time. That's that's how... Oh, <laughs> in an world. ideal world, you're out to dinner with your friends, and you're like, hey, you want to see this video I have of Melissa <laughs> completely eating shit at the bar? <laughs> uh, I like this. If yeah, you're going to fall, I'm glad you brought cute. joy. Yeah. I'm, I've come all the way around on this. This is a joyous story. It's a really good <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you uh, for telling us your stories. If you're a Patreon subscriber and have fallen down, I'm sorry, but you could contribute your stories to a post on our Patreon page, and we will uh, pick our favorite stories to read I, here. Um, for the record, have still not fallen down this year, despite surviving Sundance and um, getting very drunk once last week. So, oh. I still can't believe I fell so early. <laughs> Like, I'm still so mad about that. Pressure's off. (laughs) All right. uh, Uh, Yes, Joanna. Speaking of falling down, I I wanted to uh, let you all know, of course, that we have merch up on our, um, you know, Storm Spoilers specific merch, including uh, an enamel pin that says don't fall down on it, that um, I believe if you wear it, it endows you with magical powers and then you don't fall down. That's been your experience wearing it, right, Dave? I mean, I since I put it on my jacket and have been wearing it out, I haven't fallen down. So wow. science says yes. Science says yes. So if you go to hellomerch.com slash collection slash a storm of spoilers with hyphen between a storm of spoilers. Oh, wait. What's or, our, uh... or if you just go to chaosislit.com, uh, yeah. it redirects directly there. So you can just go to chaosislit.com. It goes to our page. And then if you are, uh, you know, one of our maester and above level subscribers you there's a secret page for you you guys should know all about that if you're on the small council there's a discount code you should know all about that if you have questions about that uh you know shoot shoot me a cue over on the on our slack which brings me to the slack if you listen to this podcast since we launched our patreon you might have heard us talk about the slack a lot because we're in there a lot we're interacting with our listeners a lot in there uh, but we i did have one uh contributor someone who likes enrolled in the patreon but didn't know what the slack is or maybe you haven't enrolled yet and you don't know what we're talking about when we say the slack slack is basically an application it just helps uh you know it's a chat based application it's a place where we can all like hang out and talk share files share stories like all that sort of stuff it's it's really fun it's really easy to use i find um if you've contributed to our patreon and you're confused how you get into the slack you should uh, i'm going to give you two avenues number one is you can search your inbox for an email that should have come from neil miller so search your inbox for like neil miller has invited you to join a slack workplace that that should be an email that you have if you contributed if not there is, you can go to https colon slash slash slack.com slash get hyphen started. So it's slack.com slash get hyphen started. And we'll have, there will be a big like button there that says like find your Slack workplace and you can find that you've been invited to that. If not, if those two avenues don't work for you and you have contributed to our Patreon, shoot us an email, stormerspoilers at gmail.com and we will help you figure out how to go from there. But once you're in the Slack, which is something that you should be able to figure out. Um, I have faith in all of you to get in there. We will help you figure out the rest once you're in there. There's a lot of friendly people in there who help figure out how to use it. It's a really fun thing to do. So um, that's all the Slack info. Did I miss anything Slack-wise, guys? No, I think that's it. I think you nailed it. All right. Uh, And then, um, obviously, the last thing that I want to talk about is... um, 
oh, oh, two, two, two more things really quickly. Number one is I've picked this month's book club book if you're in the Patreon Slack, and that is we're going to be reading Mary Poppins by P.L. Travers. Why are we doing that, Ooh. Dave? Oh, for Poppins hype. Poppins hype. Do you want to explain them, uh, Poppins hype, to the to our listeners? Uh, there's a new Mary Poppins sequel coming out. We're uh, very pro Poppins hype. Poppins looks real good. Maybe the animation I'm not a fan of, but I what I what I need in the year of our Lord 2018, around the Christmas season, where I'm deprived of Star Wars. Is fucking Mary Poppins. Hashtag Poppins hype. Uh, yeah, so Dave has been sort of rallying the cry since we don't have like a Marvel movie after Ant Man and the Wasp this year. We don't have a Star Wars around the holidays. Uh, Dave was like, well, our big splashy Disney um, thing, other than uh, obviously the Nutcracker, which you all saw this weekend, um, is the the Mary Poppins sequel. So Dave has been like rallying the Poppins hype all year. <laughs> Gotta be psyched for a movie in December. <laughs> this year, it's Mary Poppins. <laughs> uh, so you know get on board pop and hype maybe someone on this podcast has seen that movie i can't either confirm or deny but uh and maybe that influenced what book we're reading this month but we're reading mary poppins uh you can just read oh, the first it definitely one. wasn't me though okay uh, maybe that's, a, that's some low-key shading pop and hype <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about um <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna read quickly two reviews. Uh, one from HowlsOfAvalon.com. Five stars, love the show. Not a fan of their new push for Patreon, but that's just me being cheap and selfish. Podcasting ain't easy and it ain't cheap. So I totally understand. They make me feel special when I listen to the episodes. I can't always listen to them during the the off-season tour because I haven't seen all the movies and shows they discuss, but everyone that I have, I, uh, listen to has been amazing. I love that they read reviews, not just the good ones, but the bad ones too. Their energy is always great. And even when I don't agree with them, I appreciate their point of view. Keep up the great work, guys. Maybe next pay period, I'll join the secret Patreon fund and then I'll be a hater to all those that don't. All right. Well, <laughs> we um, don't have to divide into haters yeah, and not haters, no but hate. that's a healthy attitude from a, a good review. Yeah. That, that meets Dave's requirement of five stars. Okay. Five stars from Matt Gwai. Uh, loving the off-season tour. Uh, these three hosts are a delight. Joanna is a national treasure and could do no wrong. Thank you. Neil seems like he would be a fun dude to get beers with. Actually, so does Joanna. So do Joanna and Dave. But Dave might occasionally go on a long rant about the motivations of comic book characters you've never heard of. And you're like, I'm not sure what all that meant. But Infinity War was pretty great. Or he might explain the plots of 27 Tremors movies to you that you will 100% never watch. His commitment to completism is unparalleled. Anyway, I like the off even more than the main show at this point, so I really hope it continues after Game of Thrones ends. Uh, thanks, Matt, whose last name I'm pretty sure is uh, a Spanish word for cool. I think that that's what that word means. So thanks, Matt. Cool. Bye. Yeah. Actually, I was so I was out having cocktails last night and in enlightened everybody that Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer is about his penis in the long monologue. What? This is like finding out right before we started recording that Oingo Boingo is not an Australian band, which... Uh, Wait, like, you also didn't know Sledgehammer was his penis? No! What do you guys... Do you guys... Do you, does anybody listen to the lyrics? I was like... I said it as like an offhand thing, like it was like a thing, and then there was like, well, what? And then I had to like go like phrase by phrase through Sledgehammer. I thought the be hammer... Like, is- I could be your steam train if you just lay down your tracks. I could be your airplane if you could just be my blue sky... Come on. Wait. You could have a Big Dipper all around those bends. Were you the one who had the terrible interpretation of Jump on the Line by Harry Belafonte? No. Shake Sonora? <laughs> no. No, I was not. Oh. But the, it was the horrible, horrible interpretation of Shake Sonora. 
Um, whose idea He's was like, that? Sh- oh, never mind. Um, okay. Uh, yes. Sledgehammer is about a penis. Oingo Boingo is an American band. <laughs> uh, these are all things that I've learned this week. Uh, what do we do now? Neil? Neil. Oh, we gotta go storm chasing you guys. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's where we're at in the show. Yep, that's where we are. Awesome. All right, we're, so we're talking about uh, what singular pop culture storm, which could include a movie, show, book, story, podcast, etc. Are you thinking about this week? I would like to begin with myself and a confession, a retraction, if you will. Last week, I may have said on this very podcast that I had seen <laughs> eight episodes of the new Sabrina show because I was convinced that I watched all the screeners they sent me. Turns out, I only watched one episode of Sabrina. So all of my thoughts last week were only about the first episode of the Sabrina show. Since then, I've finished it. And um, I have several thoughts that I would like to convey. One, there's so much more Satan in this than I expected, and it's amazing. Two, I'm here for all this teen drama shit. Three, the main kid in it looks like if you smashed what did i say jesse eisenberg and james marsden together oh harvey kinkle harvey kinkle um and for i fucking love that show it's so fun and cool and good and tim burtony and weird um and where was this when we decided we didn't need to watch the rest of it after eight episodes last week neil because neil hadn't seen more than one this changed the entire outcome of the decision it really does because the (laughs) end is really good is like this is honestly the craziest thing i've ever heard from and i've heard a lot of crazy (laughs) stuff from neil but when neil messaged me uh like whatever yesterday was like hey remember when i said i watched one episode i watched uh, eight episodes i watched one i was like what's happening anyway i did in <laughs> fact watch eight episodes but i will admit that i also finished it because uh you know we were like eh, what five, is happening five more episodes i don't think i can do it and a bunch of our listeners in the patreon slack were like it's only 10 episodes so if you've watched eight episodes you only have two more episodes to go you can do that and i'm like yeah i can do that so i did that i so honestly I think it. that that is like seeing that in the slack is what made me go back and be like yeah sure i'll just go back and watch those last two but (laughs) so what happened is there was a reality where neil watched eight episodes then we released a witch episode we were like yeah fuck it then some witches fucking hex neil and i and now our realities are twisting so that we have to watch the chilling adventures of sabrina so funny i did watch as many as i said i did and i did finish it i did think i think it finished strong I stick by my it's still too yeah, many episodes. Yeah, it finishes really strong. I stand by my it's still too many episodes. I think it should have been 6 to 8 instead of 10. Cuz there's mm, a few a, a few like fatty episodes in the middle that they could have just trimmed off. Mm, so. Netflix. Tastes like Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of extra fat. Uh okay, so Dave as an yeah. apology for just ruining all of last week with with mine uh what is your uh, what are you chasing this week so i went to the uh premiere of or the opening night of the denver uh film festival the 41st annual denver film festival and that movie was yorgos lathamoth's the favorite yeah. yorgos lathamos would be lanthamos lanthamos yeah 
that's 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 so it's like somebody uh just ethers like just the tip of your tongue um anyway you made the lobster which i enjoyed but was an obtuse film uh the favorite is slightly more manageable narratively uh it is a pure drama that takes place in a britain that never existed or as uh Yorgos Lathamos likes to introduce this movie. Uh, I'm a Greek director who made a British period piece and did no research in joy. (laughs) Um, So you have Emma Stone as a, uh, used to be a lady, but her father lost her in a card game. So she's now back to peasantry, Uh, goes to help for her cousin, who is played by Rachel Weisz, who is a duchess, who is sort of like the queen's favorite and the queen is played by olivia coleman in one of the better performances of the year uh everybody those three core women are really rocking it in this entire uh basically dramedy uh emma stone realizes very quickly that the queen uh favors rachel weiss's character but that also rachel weiss is very protective of that because maybe that relationship could be you know politically motivated or something so emma stone decides that to get out of her life of poverty and to try to become a lady again she's going to forcibly befriend this queen and uh the plots and the antics are fun to watch and then it ends in a sort of uh escalating heartbreak for i feel both characters or all three characters maybe it's a really interesting uh movie that's a comedy about relationships and politics where the male characters are completely forgettable and don't actually need to be there um, I do think it wanders a little bit narratively like the lobster and you, you could have cut uh, some chaff, especially this whole like wigs and Tories debate. Mm, uh, taste of Netflix. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> taste of Netflix chaff. Uh, but the three core performances of Emma Stone and Olivia Coleman and Rachel Weiss in this movie are worth the price of admission uh, when it comes out sometime. I think this uh, is November. Um, November this is 23rd. actually my remaining most anticipated movie of the year i'm nice. like i'm all in uh you've got your um your hype from uh poppins 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 yeah. i got favorite hype i got favorite, favorite hype. hype yeah favorite, favorite with you um cool we talk about the favorite a lot over on my other podcast little gold men because um they're running olivia coleman in lead and rachel vice and emma stone in supporting and it's fascinating um to me at least anyway oscar's why would you see it uh yeah i have seen it uh, and you don't think that's i mean i guess it is like fascinating from an awards jockeying perspective but i think that uh, i think could track. well here's what i'll say i think olivia coleman would have walked home with the oscar easily if they'd run her in supporting so oh yeah um, yeah but i mean in terms of the 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 question about which one of those is like actually the lead character is i think one of the things the movie has a problem with because i think it ends with a different solution than it tried to present but anyway the favorite you guys should see it in november so then we could talk about it you should uh, more. i agree for sure joanna what's uh, your what 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 is thou chasing <laughs> yay verily week. i have been chasing um I speaking of Netflix, a um I watched a children's program that has yet to be released on Netflix but will be here next week, I believe. Uh it is the new Shira, 
uh, which is show run by the great Noelle Stevenson, who you may know from Lumberjanes Janes or Nimona. She's this incredible, like comic book writer, graphic uh, novelist. Oh, I remember Lumberjanes. Janes. Yeah. Noelle. I like that a lot. Noelle rules. And when I found out that she was doing the She-Ra, I like lost my shit. Uh, the, you know, this is an updated version of the, uh, classic eighties, uh, Cartoon. This is mm-hmm. this one's called Shira and the Princesses of Power. So it's not like Shira Princess of Power. It's Shira and the Princesses of Power. Um, but it draws. It has more in common. I mean, it it, it it takes the same backstory from the original Shira. All the characters are the same. Their character designs are different, but the characters are the same. Um, but uh, it has a lot in common with like Steven Universe, or I would say Korra, in terms of this um, like new way this current wave of like really um inclusive really emotion forward uh storytelling for kids and so you know um the way in which like this is a predominantly female cast there's like one male character and he's great Bo, uh who who like it's so funny i was watching the episodes and like i you know i was i was i was clocking like okay uh, you know it's super like racially diverse in terms of the voice cast and to begin with and then like the way that the characters look um the body shapes are super diverse as well so like all the different women they don't look like action figures like they're varying body types and stuff like that um and then like the one guy who's uh voiced by marcus scribner from blackish who's great um Bo, I was like, oh my god, and they like hella gayed up Bo's um, costume, and then I looked at the original, I was like, nope, it's the same. It's exactly the same as the original, which is this incredible like cut-off, midriff cut-off, crisscross with a heart on the front of it, uh, top that he wears. Anyway, it's great. It's really delightful, and uh, Noelle is just really smart about um, telling really fun really light stories with like in- incredibly uplifting stronger together messages and um, you know there's some fo- some like fun voice cameos from like Sandra O oh and other people like that but it's just like I don't know if you like Steven Universe if you like Korra uh, I would really suggest watching this the last thing I'll say is like they have the big transformation montage uh, as they did with the original She-Ra but this one is much more Sailor Moon uh, than it is like original She-Ra but it, like so then it gives me like she vibes and Sailor Moon vibes and it was just it's just it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to behold so this will be dropping on Netflix uh, next week and uh, I'm really excited for all of you to see it so all right. more stuff to watch on Netflix I mean this is only I think it's only like well, once again, let me let me not get the episode count wrong again. But like, it's, it's only you know, fourteen episodes. Okay, it's, four, it's fourteen episodes. They're twenty minutes. So like, you know. All right, I'm in. I have twenty minutes next. Wait, shows. I was I right with fourteen. Oh, sorry. No, I thought you had looked it up. <laughs> I was oh like, no. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know. I'm looking on the Wikipedia page and I'm not seeing an episode count. They sent me ten episodes, but I know there's like a couple more after that. But um, all right. So at least the first ten charming yeah and they're 20 minutes long it's it's yeah anyway excellent sounds very eminently doable well in 20 minutes is such a great length for a tv show like that 20 23 minute oh man just that i that might be my favorite length of any TV show. <laughs> like just enough time that i don't have think to about it, it's like to- that's like the parks and rec uh you know it's the sitcom Right. Length, but also like Rick and Morty uh, is about that long, and 
so is Letter Kenny. It's just all the good shows are about that long. So that's what that's uh, that's that's all I have left. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Figure it out. <laughs> all right. With that, let's move into some games, y'all. Uh, I guess I I go first. I, I picked. A, I'm fine with that. I my game is a design. Uh, which is, I'm going to pit Neil and Joanna against each other in trivia. Guys, I don't know about you, but I've been thinking a lot about politics recently. And I've been trying to remember what I did for 2017. And I realized that so many times in 2017, I went into a self-care hole that a lot of the details kind of drift into late 2016 or early 2018. 2017 is washing out of my mind. I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen to you. I'm going to quiz you guys on the pop culture of 2017. Ah. It's time <laughs> to remember 2017. There's going to be, I believe, wait, wait. five... You mean to, like last year, right? <laughs> last year. Okay. I'm so excited. I love trivia. All right. <laughs> We're going to do trivia. We're going to have five individual questions wait one two three four now we're gonna have four individual questions we're gonna have a fifth question where you could get multiple points but you guys are both going to be doing answers it's like a list question (sighs) and then in case you guys are close there's a final question question that involves taking away points if you get it wrong the more you get it wrong the more points (laughs) get away all right i'm gonna track points for you just worry about getting them right joanna you are first This 2017 movie is the second installment in a franchise and the sixth installment in a franchise. Um, oh, the second installment in a franchise and and the sixth installment in a franchise? Yes, the sixth one, it gets added because of its title. It's added because of its title. Um, I, I mean, I, I know this is wrong, but I'm just saying The Last Jedi. That is not correct. Okay. It is Alien Covenant. Oh. Damn. I would have also right. got that wrong. <laughs> Neil, don't worry. You have one to get to get wrong. You matter of fact, your first question has a possible two points available. Whoa. In in Atomic Blonde, what was the MacGuffin object and who was Charlize Theron's character ultimately working for? Ooh, I know part of this. Um, she ultimately was, um, a CIA agent. That is correct. Yeah. And was it like a, wait, what was it? It was like a, it had a name. It it was a file, but it has like a name they call it. Oh, I don't remember the name. Oh, like like Cobalt and Mission Impossible. Yeah. It was something silly. 80s-y. Oh wait, can just, I guess? Uh, Even though, yes. Wait, no. You could just you guess. Actually, you I, guess, Joanna. I don't think I. I don't think this is right. Never mind. I take it back. It's super dumb. What is it? It's the list. Oh, oh God! Come on. I should have just said a list. You should have just does, said the list. Does Neil get like partial right. credit for that? Neil gets one point okay. because yeah. he got he got the CIA. I love so Neil's in the lead. That was one a really good reveal in that movie because the whole movie I was like, "Why is Charlize Theron's accent so terrible? It's really annoying me." <laughs> in the end, she was American. And I was like, "Okay, I, I feel slightly better because, I mean, she should have a better accent if she's top CIA spy." But um, well, okay. also she's Australian. She's South African. South African. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just dig each other deeper into that hole. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Joanna, question number two. What is the name of Timothy Chalamet's character in Lady Bird? Oh, no! Um, uh, it's not, it's definitely not hella tight, uh, even though that should be his name. Um, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, and, oh. and, how, and like, how appropriate for you to, uh, have me call him by his name and not the movie call him by his name uh da, 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 da. You, the, yes both remember. of these second questions are clever can yours I, uh, just has backdoor cleverness can i steal it no uh no rules? nope this was joe designed to frustrate joanna yeah i'm frustrated <laughs> thanks <laughs> i don't know the answer is kyle wow what yeah would you have gotten that neil no i guess not wait his what? name in in what in Ladybird. Ladybird. Oh, I would have gotten that one wrong. I was thinking about yeah. by your name. Yeah, yeah see, that's right. everybody yeah. thinks. Yeah. All right, Neil. All right. Yours is also a little tricksy. Here we go. Great. Can't wait. My mother, Liz Gonzalez, was confused by this word in Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk because she watched too much 24 back in the day and didn't know it also means a large, solid structure on a shore serving as a pier, breakwater, or causeway. Um... Confusing word in Dunkirk. Well, um, oh, what are they on? They're they're on. It's like a. It's not a. The, the question had a Jeopardy hint li- folded into it. <laughs> you caught it. That's why I read it fast. Um, something Jack Bauer, like a Bauer. No, I know. I know this Good. one. Can I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What do is I, it? All right. If I Neil just, gives up, then Joanna can answer. Uh, it's the mole. It is the mole. Yeah. Oh. I, is that My a- mom was like, I kept waiting for someone to turn bad because they kept <laughs> saying the mole. Uh. And I was like, oh, mom. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. All right. After two questions, Neil has one point. Joanna has zero points. Joanna, I bet you forgot Brad Pitt was in a movie in 2017. What was it? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I know this one too. <laughs> um, shit. Wait. Oh shit. No, maybe I don't. <laughs> um, is it the one with um? Oh shit. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. In a movie. In twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. You're not producing a movie or directing a movie. Oh, is it the Netflix movie? movie? Um, it wait, is a Netflix we, movie. Oh yeah, we interviewed them on Local Men. Uh, uh, War Machine. War Machine. War Machine is correct. Yes. Thank you, other podcast. <laughs> All right. So Joanna ties it up with Neil. Neil, not including his Lost in London special, Woody Harrelson Ooh. was in five movies in 2017. Oh my god. If you could name two, you get this round's points. But you have to name two. You can't name just one. Um, two of the five 2017 Woody Harrelson movies. Wow. War for the Planet of the Apes. That is one. Um, what else was Woody Harrelson in? He was in five movies? Wow. Mm-hmm. 
if you knew about War for the Planet of the Apes, there's probably one that you knew about, even if you're not like a Woody Harrelson fan. I feel like Neil's getting more hints than I got, generally. Well, you were, you know, I don't know. You got War Machine, right? Um, Was he in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or some shit? He was not. Uh, I, oh, this is, I'm going to be very mad. When I think, when I, when someone tells me what they are, cause it's gonna be something real dumb. Nope, I give up. I only know War for the Planet of the Apes. Alright, we have Shock and Awe, the Bush era Rob Reiner movie. We have The Glass Castle, the Brie Larson movie, and then Wilson, which is based on a comic book, but the one that I thought you might possibly get is Three Billboards Outside of Oh, that's the one I was... I was going through the Oscar, like, winners. I was like, I know he was in one of the Oscar movies. Because didn't he get nominated for Best Supporting Actor? Uh, I think Sam Rockwell did, but I don't think... Oh, or, like, he he almost... He was, like, you know, people talked about it. People talked about it. I want to say he got nominated for, um, like, Golden Globe, maybe. Yeah. I I was trying to go through, and I was like... Trying to go through which Oscar uh, movie he was in. Okay, well, that I guess. was a tough. All right, one. being being conscious that Serena doesn't feel like she's getting no, enough no, hits. No, no, I'm just this this question has multiple spinning parts. So let me know if you need any help with them. All right, Joanna, 2018's Hulu series Castle Rock stars Andre Holland, Melanie Linsky, and Bill Skarsgård. One of them did not appear in a U.S. theatrical release in the calendar year of 2017. For one point each, and a maximum of three points, <laughs> name the absent star, then name a movie each of the other two appeared in in 2017. Um, okay. So, so part one is which one of those three actors did yeah. not appear in a U.S. theatrical release in the calendar year of 2017? Okay. Damn it, I know this one. Um, all right, so I'm going to just, I'm going to work backwards from this. Um... It is definitely 2017. There's a point. So Bill Skarsgård was in It in 2017. One point for Joanne. I don't think there's ever been a calendar year where Melanie Linsky didn't make a movie. (laughs) So I say the person who didn't appear in a theatrical release in 2017 is Andre Holland. Probably because he was like busy making an American Horror Story or something like that. Um, What was Melanie Linsky in in 2017? Yes. Oh, is this another Netflix movie? Is this the one she made with... Um, was she in a Netflix movie with Elijah Wood? Did I make that up? She uh, was. Netflix acquired it, and it is your answer. I'm never going to get the name of that, though. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. I don't know the name of it. Uh, this is Sundance's I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore that Netflix acquired and then released. All right. Well, I feel... So I feel her and Elijah Wood. I feel okay with my answer for that, even though I That's a really good mind. movie, by the way. Very much yeah. enjoyed it. We but like that brings Joanna to three points and Neil to one point. Neil, you have a chance to catch up here. Oh, this man. is for so exciting. Two films in history have made over $100 million <gasps> in their first day of release. One of those films was released in 2017. For one point each, what are the full names of these films? Wait, how many films did it? Two in history, ever. 2017. When the fuck came out in 2017? I guess that's been the premise of this whole trivia game. <laughs> yeah, that's... There we go. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No. Damn it. I'm going to give you two more guesses. Um, the Last Jedi? That is correct. 
One point. What's the other one? Um, it's a stupid. I feel like so, I can hear our listeners yelling at um their listening mm-hmm. devices right now. I'm not. He's definitely real close. I mean, if it, I it, hmm. what Marvel movie came out that year? Oh no, no, it wasn't that year, right, Dave? Well, yeah, you got the 2017 so movie. In, just what's the other film in history in that's history, made over so hundred million like, dollars in biggest one, opener one in the box office? Oh, I'm going to give you ten seconds. hundred million in how many days? One day, starting now. Is it the Dark Knight? Nine. That is incorrect. Damn the answer it. is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Mm. Oh. Both the Star Wars movies. I thought that was easy points for you, Neil. Well, now it feels like a trick question. <laughs> well, you know, they were all sort of tricky. This one, guys, we're going to put a little time limit on it. I don't know how. I'm just going to feel it out as I feel you guys winding out of steam. But the points are up for grabs. Here we go. This oh, question God. is for both of you. The Last Jedi was the highest worldwide grossing film of 2017 and is joined on the worldwide top 10 highest grossing films by a Chinese film for the first time ever. It was called Wolf Warrior 2. Overall, there were a record-breaking 19 films that crossed the $500 million gross mark. Name any of the other 17 films for one point each. In 2017? In 2017. Fast Beauty, and Furious 7. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, no, Neil, that's not the title. Yes, Joanna, that is correct. Oh, um, the, the Fast and Furious? Nope. Seven Fast, Seven Furious. <laughs> Fury 7. Nope. Fury 7. Fuck. <laughs> nope. What makes you guys think it's the seventh the one? Fate oh. Furious. The Fate of the, the Furious. All right, Joanna, another point. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Mission Impossible. I don't think there was a Mission Impossible. Shit, there wasn't a Mission Impossible. What, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman um, is correct for another point for Joanna. Shape of Water. Uh, the Shape of Water did not gross yeah. under $500 million worldwide. Uh, uh, all, all the Mar- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume then 2. Another point for Joanna. Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> another point for Joanna. Thor Ragnarok. Another point for Joanna. Come on, Neil. Um, well, she stole all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you could have um, yelled over Justice a little League? bit. Justice League is actually on there. Yes. yes. Point for Neil. Mm. I've blocked out a lot of 2017, I guess. Yeah, that's the. Is there a Fantastic Beasts? Is that 2017? There is not a Fantastic Beasts. Oh, what about. There's a. What's the Pixar that year? Is Coco? Coco? Coco is correct. Another Uh, point for Joanna. Those Marvels and Pixar's and Star Wars's. But it feels like 2017 was (laughs) like. Oh wait! Didn't, years wait, ago. wait, wait! Didn't didn't the Greatest Showman make a, a oh, crap ton of money? The Greatest Showman did, but not oh. enough to make it on this okay. list. Um, I mean, I think I lost at this point. I think I'm out. I don't know what else I could do. Oh, Dunkirk! All right, Dunkirk. Dunkirk is correct. Okay. All, right. All right, Neil. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you uh, like 20 more seconds here if you want to rack your brain. No, I'm good. You do I have, have enough. Else. There are enough outstanding things, you know, that uh, you could catch up to Joanna. There's no way. All right. Zero chance. Let's tally up that. Joanna gets plus one, two, three, four, (laughs) five, six, seven, eight. So Joanna has 11. And Neil 
gets one additional, and Neil has three. All right, it's time for the final question, where maybe Joanna doesn't take it all, only because she's really bad at guessing. Guys. This movie is... No, no, this question is based on Netflix. What month in 2017 did Rogue One, a Star Wars story, get released on Netflix? If you get the month correct, you get a point. If you get the month off for every month that you're farther away, you will lose one point. So, so I if could you guess January and it is guessing. December, you could win by just not guessing in theory. But that's Wait, what's the current score right now? Bad. The current score is Joanna 11, Neil 3. Okay, I can guess. All right, um, May. Um, May, says Joanna. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> May says Joanna is incorrect for minus points. Yeah, but I can't, can't tell you tell how many how points, because yeah, yeah. then you'd know. Wait, 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 do I get a point off for every month I'm, like, if, okay, I'm sorry, I, was, I talked over yes, when you were Yes, yes, if it was, like, November, you just lost a lot of points. Oh, no. but... <laughs> okay, I'm done guessing. <laughs> All right, Neil. Do you wanna you wanna venture a guess? Yeah, I think it was August. August is incorrect. Okay, but <laughs> you're gonna lose a point. The answer was July. Shit, I also thought it was July. Which brings Joanna down to seven points and Neil down to two points for our final score <laughs> for game one of three hosts three games. <laughs> Remember 2017. I didn't know that we had... To, are we keeping score across all the games? Cause no, mine there's no, there's no score in No, mine. I don't think so. Yeah. This is the only one with scores. Okay. I, I was, like, hoping Dave would do trivia. I'm so excited that he did. Uh, Seven to two. That's, like, my... That's that's better than my Great Debates record. So... The only reason I could do that is because, like, I used to obsessively track when all the comic book movies were coming out. Uh, because Dave and I used to host a uh, comic book podcast. And... Um, that sticks in your brain. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was having trouble. That's where my mind was like, okay, which Star Wars, which Marvel, which DC, and I couldn't figure out which ones are 2017, which ones are 2018. That was so, that was that was tough. Dave was banking on Black Arts. Panther 2018. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Is it Neil's turn to be a game master? I think so. Yeah. All right. Yes. Neil's Neil's game master next. Yeah. Before we get to uh, whatever Joanna has planned, we have to go through Neil's conundrum corner. <laughs> uh, these are some of them are a little bit of they're they're brain twisters. They're um, you know judgment calls some in some ways uh, conundrums. So we're gonna start. You guys just gotta you know we'll each give an answer here. I guess uh, the first one. If you could have 30 minutes alone in a room with the script for any single movie or episode of television, past, present, or future, what would it be? We'll start with Dave. Uh, if I could have 30 minutes with the script. I see, like, I'm really, like, super interested in, uh, like, how that the Hill House, like, constant rope script is actually like written but i also feel like you know no that's gonna be my answer i want to see episode six uh two storms of uh, haunting of hill house oh, on cool. netflix because i don't know how you write that 
effectively. Uh, I think similarly, you could do Hereditary, but I know Hereditary uh, used a lot of storyboarding. I would like to see what Hill House uh, started with. Awesome. Um, Joanna? For me, it would be the pilot of um, Damon Lindelof's Watchmen series. For me right now in this moment, because like, I have no idea what that thing is going to be. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be smart. I know it's going to be interesting. But like, because he's doing Watchmen, but not exactly doing Watchmen, I'm like fascinated to know what that is. So that's currently like the thing itching at my brain the most right now. And and my answer is only that because I know what your next question is. And so that's the only reason why it's not a different (laughs) different answer. (laughs) Um, Well, what's what what is interesting, I, um, I actually asked this to my film school rejects slack errs my team and it's i find it very fascinating that people interpret this question very differently a lot of people will jump to the future something that that exists in the future that you want to know what it is uh dave jumped to something that he just watched um (laughs) and then i actually had somebody give me an answer where they were like i would want to mess with the script for like uh 2001 a space odyssey and like change the characters to like women or something and i was like whoa <laughs> that's that different ways to oh, interpret this. I, I think i didn't understand that we were allowed to like rewrite it Is i that... didn't either when i asked the oh, question but okay. someone was like i'm going there <laughs> okay and i applaud them for that sure me personally, I'm going to take the most obvious answer, which is uh, I would want to see the script for the Game of Thrones finale because I feel like if I read the script for the finale, I could piece together pretty much everything else that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be very advantageous for me as a person on a show called The Storm of Spoilers. Yeah, if if Hibbard could piece it together by just seeing the end, I'm sure you could. <laughs> Like I All said, right. that's the only reason that wasn't my answer is because right. of your next question. That makes sense now. Uh, this, this next one, if you could watch the final season of Game of Thrones today, right now, but you had a signing agreement saying that you wouldn't speak a word of it until after the finale airs, would you still do it? Would you trade knowing for not being able to talk about it? Uh, let's start with Joanna on this one. What do you mean not be able to talk about it? Like, like, like hardcore NDA, like end your life. Like I can't do a podcast about it. Can't do anything about it. Like you'd have to drop off the podcast. You have to, well, I mean, for you, obviously there's like financial implications, financial implications here. Let's, let's say that that doesn't. Never mind. I I misunderstood. I misunderstood the question when I decided my answer earlier. When I thought it was just like, I wasn't allowed to say that I saw the script, but I could like pre-write all my posts on BF.com. Um, <laughs> the answer is like yes, hardcore yes. Uh, if 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 trading knowledge for not being able to talk about it on the podcast, uh, no, hell no. Right. Even if you had like a normal person job. Yeah, I love talking about it on the podcast. Are you kidding me? That's like buying my silence. I don't think it's so. Fair. No, that's fair. I w- I wonder how many of our um listeners would would answer this would in my mind i hope they say i wouldn't want to watch it because i wouldn't be able to listen to storm of spoilers if i knew it was gonna happen <laughs> okay. but i don't know if that's true i mean that's reaching a bit dave save me what is your answer uh yeah i'd do it well yeah dave is forever wanting to quit this podcast so dave like i it's not, it's not, it's not even about that i like i really <laughs> 
<laughs> I really value knowing, and I value knowing at different times in different ways. And knowing first is always interesting. But then you wouldn't be able to talk like, about knowing it first. Not talking about it first is interesting. The good talking stuff happens after everyone's seen it. Well, I guess None of the good talking stuff happens with the knowing. And here's the real the real world's uh, question for uh, for you guys as podcasters: Would you would you try to still do the podcasts? Oh yeah, and uh, just try to not let anything slip. Oh, so like if that's there's, an a, option, there's like then a, yes, yeah. I, I, the one thing I did keep from journalism school is I, I am capable of lockboxing things. That's so like, that was you know, basically the first several seasons of Cast of Kings is I knew what happened in the books and I didn't talk about it. So, well, yeah, then I mean, I guess that why wouldn't that be an option? Uh, if I had already seen the final season of Game of Thrones right now, this segment would be going the same way. That's how good the lockbox is. Whoa. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> see. I would say no to this because I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd be the guy who ends up ended up in jail. That's a thousand because, percent true. Because <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever, and just sign it. I'd and come then, bail you. I'd come bail you out, friend. But you'd, you're going to jail. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, moving on to the next question. If you could pick one movie from the past and force the same filmmaker. To remake it with today's budgets and technology, which movie would you remake, Dave? Oh, this one's tough. Uh, if I could make one movie from the past and but remake I guess this it means with the today's... F- the filmmaker has to still be alive, I guess. Oh, I, I know. I feel like we should be able to uh, Bring uh, reanimate people. Okay, yeah. but they, they, they get to use today's stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. Mm. I don't see that's tough because I, I like there's a lot of people there's a lot of filmmakers that I would like to see use technology but then also like knowing about how they work necessarily wouldn't be like in for it like I would love to see Orson Welles know that CGI existed because right. he wouldn't have to like drill into the ground but I don't necessarily mean if that means I want him to make a 2019 Citizen Kane that feels like a little too close do you I, think that maybe that maybe that might be my answer do you yeah. think Orson Welles would make a war of the worlds like what would he do like a viral video campaign for war oh, of the i think it'd now? be a, it would be a lot like steven spielberg's world of the worlds uh just because i think that's how big he wanted to but, be which is why i think like not only would i want him to remake it with today's technology but i want him to remake it literally for today you could tell that exact same story but it's i feel like one of those movies that ages it's also like a go-to for like the best movie ever. So I feel like that's a good kick in the balls. Let's do it. Let's make Orson Welles. Let's revive Orson Welles in a Frankenstein machine. <laughs> give him, give him some fine champagne and make him remake. <laughs> 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 the French champagne. Um, <laughs> Citizen Kane. All right. Fair enough. Citizen Kane. Joanna, what movie are you remaking? Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of my answer and I and as you can tell I'm like pleased by it. I would ask the great Stephen Hopkins. You know Stephen Hopkins, right? I would ask sure. the great Stephen Hopkins to remake his classic nineteen ninety-eight Lost in Space. Only this, <laughs> <laughs> only this time Blorp and like Spider Gary Oldman and all of that doesn't look like really deeply terrible. <laughs> 
Wow. So you're out to fix mistakes. <laughs> I say we go through the problem. <laughs> right historical wrongs. Um, okay. Mine, I just realized as you guys are talking, is total cheat because I'm pretty sure this is kind of happening. Um, but I, I would want James Cameron to do Terminator again with this. Like, I just feel like it could be so much more and awesome. Maybe even, maybe Terminator 2. Terminator Judge- 2. Mm. T2 Judgment Day? Yeah. T2 Are, Judgment aren't the Day special be... effects like pretty good in T2 Judgment Day? Yeah, but they could be so much better. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens when they do the new Terminator movie. I'm probably going to be wrong. But that's I would fun. like that idea that, that I would like to have a CGI version of T2 Judgment Day just to ask that question. Like, is this, is this better? Yeah, I think. Would, <laughs> would it have been better with fake helicopters or is it really important that those helicopters be real? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm going with that. Um, okay. Here's a fun one. Not dark at all. Um, <laughs> if you, if you had to choose one movie into which you could be inserted, only to be killed off in the background. Which movie would you choose, and how would you die, Joanna? Um, I don't know why. Like, I didn't, I didn't read all of your th- prompts in advance, so a lot of these are off the cuff because uh, I think it's more fun <laughs> that way. Nice. Um, I decided that just now, as you read this, that I would like to um, be inserted into the world of the Royal Tenenbaums, and I would die. Uh, like, doesn't the dumb the dog gets hit by Buckley gets hit by a fire truck at the end, right? Sure. I would also get hit at the same time as Buckley, but no one cares about me because like the family dog is what matters, right? So I get hit, but like, <laughs> but then when they go to the ceremony at the very end, and like Royal has that like big like ornate like memorial stuff like that. I also have an ornate memorial, but it's like off in the background. So killed like okay. Buckley, buried like Royal Tannenbaum, Royal Tannenbaum's boom. So you're going full comedy on this um, one. I like I just, it. I think Wes Ander- a Wes Anderson world would be a really interesting world to inhabit. Fair enough. Um, Dave, uh, in in which film would you die? <laughs> which? <laughs> uh, which film would I die? I would die in a Godzilla movie, but specifically, <laughs> uh, like, uh, there's this one guy in the, one of the 90s Godzilla movies that gets eye to eye with Godzilla was Godzilla like walks up to a building and like yells at him. And then Godzilla just like blows the building away. I would like to be like, not afraid of Godzilla, but being like, man, someone needs to get this podcast out anyway. And just be in a building that just gets in the background. (laughs) Okay. Just a a reminder that there's people in all those buildings. So, so Joanna went comedy. Dave went for full awesome, like just spectacular death. I'm going for what I believe is the right answer, which is I would want to die as one of the background people in the end of Cocoon because they're, you're super old. So it means you get to live a long time. And then at the end, you don't really die. You just get picked up by aliens and it's like a warm thing. It was just always felt so warm to me. And so I would want to be in the background at the end of the movie Cocoon. I do love that film. Nice. Yeah. So, um, cool. Next question. <laughs> um, okay. So these, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess, um, last week, uh, sort of rubbed off on me. These next two are witch related, but also not witch related. Um, 
First scenario, a witch shows up one day and grants you the power to place a protection spell on one existing TV show. Uh, it doesn't have to be running now, just that it exists. Uh, the spell would protect it from ever being remade, reimagined, or sequelized. Which show would you choose? Um, and I'm going to go first because I haven't gone first yet. But I'm going to say Freaks and Geeks mm. because I think nice. Freaks and Geeks, there's a sort of specificity of time. Like even like The Sopranos, I was like, I don't know. The Sopranos, you could probably redo at some point um, unless one of you says that. Um, but uh, <laughs> Freaks and Geeks kind of feels like you couldn't recreate that magic again if you had to. Uh, so that, that would be mine. Um, Joanna, what is your, what would you protect with this witch's spell? Um, I, I guess, I mean, as open of a mind as I'm trying to keep about it, um, I guess I would do it for Buffy and just like kill that Buffy remake that's in the works or reboot or whatever they're calling it. Cause I, you know, like I was just thinking about this. I, I, I rewatched game night last night. Um, which is a really great, delightful comedy from, I believe, the year 2017. And, um, <laughs> that's uh, probably one of those movies we couldn't name. Uh, yeah. And, um, I was like, man, Jason Bateman's so good in this movie. And Jason Bateman has this, like, line delivery that's, like, only Jason Bateman can do. And I was like, which I think he perfected on Arrested Development. And I'm like, isn't Arrested Development just, like, a little bit worse for the, like, two Netflix seasons? <laughs> like, don't I just like not want to like end the tambour of it all? But anyway, I was just mm-hmm. thinking about like how like those two seasons kind of did retroactively kind of spoil the uh, what was beautiful and perfect uh, about Arrested Development uh, in its previous incarnation. So I want to protect Buffy. That's what I would do. All right, Dave. Save the cheerleaders, save the world. All right, yeah. Yeah. I was I was hoping Joanna was going to talk herself into that loophole because what I really want to do is cut off the first nine seasons of the X Files and leave them be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you know we had we had we were living in that utopia and didn't even know it was a utopia that was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but other my real answer is the perfect gem of a reality TV show, the best reality TV show ever made. Oh wow! CBS's Kid Nation. What is this? Where they took children. <laughs> And abandoned them in a ghost town and made them to compete survivor-like. And the winner got a solid gold star, which they could maybe use for college, but also got to call their parents because they were so lonely in this ghost town. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I, I kind of like and it, any pitch that starts with where they took children. <laughs> they took children. So this actually motivated them to change the law in Arizona when it was shot uh, because at the time, Arizona didn't have child labor laws like the rest of the country, and this wow. was the only place they could shoot Kid Nation. They shot a season of Kid Nation that went poor enough that uh, child labor laws have changed. So I'm going to get my witch, because nobody can make Kid Nation again. <laughs> there is one season. It is all on YouTube. Check it out. Go on the full season journey with these little kids trying to make a society. Oh, man. Um, I guess now I'm rethinking this question, thinking for... For this, though, I still do want to be able to get the movie about how Kid Nation was made. Mmm. Mm, yeah. Like, we don't, I don't want to know their Kid Nation, obviously, but I definitely want, want the them to be story. able to do the American crime story version. There's definitely enough, like, Reddit ads and stuff, because this was on 
uh, long enough ago that like the 16 year olds are like 20 something now. So (laughs) if you want to, if you want to build that behind the scenes of Kid Nation, Neil, I fully support it as a Neil Miller project, (laughs) Neil Miller documentary project. Um, okay. So, uh, the witch also has another gift for you. Uh, she also gives you the power to resurrect one show from the dead. Yeah. 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 And get one more season of this. And uh, here's the other thing that I was thinking about with this question. Uh, the answer is yes. The people who are alive then, and they get to, they get, they'll make the show. It, like this we're not going to make like. This is the easiest question you've ever asked me in the whole. Okay, world. go ahead. What do you got? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave a pause right here for our listeners to see if they can guess what I'm gonna say. So pause. Did you get it right? The answer is the FX series Terriers. Oh, shit. Wow. That's what I wrote down, too. Did you? Yeah. yeah. High five. One perfect season of television that definitely deserves a second season. Yeah. Well, you guys are both crazy. The answer is season four of Hannibal, so they could fucking do silence. Ooh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. You Hannibal your, was so you good. Hannibal nonsense. Wait, it was so did they, good. Did they, had they already introduced Clarice? Charlie? No, that was gonna that was gonna be what Who they were gonna do next. Cast? I thought Anna Klumsky was Clarice. What? You've changed oh, my mind immediately. To... That's. I mean, maybe I don't think they got all the way to introducing Clarice. No, they might have been like, like one of the last episodes. Her. Like they said, she was gonna play her. Oh, oh, oh! They might have. They might have done that, like, and I've just forgotten in time. The like... important thing is they didn't get to do the full readaptation of Silence of the Lambs, which is what that series was building to, with like its homoeroticism peaking. <sighs> oh, she, I want it. She played a she played a character called Miriam Lass, who it was like very oh yeah they very Clarice esque. Right. Right. Yeah. They 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 had a possible way they could have gone, but they they weren't like you know. Yeah. Let's follow this Jodie Foster looking person jogging through the woods. We didn't even get that far. I'm so mad. It was so well constructed. Anyway, Hannibal season four. I feel like um, you're gonna get a lot of support from people on the internet with that one. Yeah, but, but too bad Neil and I are right. So that's yeah. Good. Well, I mean, Terriers. Is, you know, it's very good. It's perfect. Perfect show. Um, all right, uh, it's time for a break and then a lightning round of my game. Yay! Okay, so it's time to do the very fun thing that we do every week. We're going to read some names of folks who are part of our Patreon small council. That's the highest level. You go to patreon.com slash storm of spoilers. So this week, I am sending a huge thank out. Thank you out. Thank you out to Katie Zellner, Liz Zalixki, Liz, Liz Zalixen. There we go. Justin Young, Steph with an F, Lena Winter, Stacy Winklepleck, Judy Wick, Kate Whitney, Tom Whitham, Laurel White, Adam Wells, Randy Webb, Stephen Weathers, Hannah Watkins, Heather Walsh, Will Wallace, Alexander Walgren, Lauren Wagstaff, Alejandro Villarreal. And Gustavo, his brother. And Amber Vickers. And I would like to thank Melanie Unra Rodriguez, Catherine Truchon. Truchon? Truchon. I will put some French on it. Uh, I feel like Riley- you did it. She's, she told me that I did it right. I'm pretty sure that's right. 
Touchon. Uh, Riley Trahan, Mark Tozer, Bettany Townsend, Stacey Taxon, Katie Talby, Christina Sullivan, Nathaniel Steyer, Sean Stringfield, Victoria Stout, Iris Storm, Rose Stanglin, Stingline, uh, Torun Solly, Melissa Slaughter, Zachary Silverman, Ryan Silverstein, Xavier Sigfusson, Hope Shock, Michael Shanholtz, and Alyssa Scott. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> And I would like to thank Jim Scott, Melanie Shu, Chris Saunders, Michael Sample, Katie Sambler, Rick Russell, Tony Rollins, Grace Richardson, Robbie Ripass, Emily Ralph, Amy Reichert, Rebels Rebels Podcast, Nathan Real, Madison Ray, Brian Rapp, Dennis Ramirez, Ellen Rabian, Jackie Quinn, Jennifer Kinn, Bryce Quinn, and Alexander Pojanski. Thank you guys so much for being part of our Patreon subscribers. You make the show happen. All right, so um, I placed dibs on playing the game Fuck, Mary Kill, or Snog, Mary Avoid, or actually some British person sent me like a slightly edgier version of like Snog, Mary Barry or something like that. You know, like there was... It's not just a void. But anyway, we are playing good old-fashioned Merc in Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, I have come up with a series of theme scenarios for Dave and Neil. They have not seen their options beforehand. We are playing in a very, like, I'm okay, you're okay, no heteronormativity here. Uh, we're just going on basis of um, fun. And since we started Just go as- with your gut. It's got to come from the gut. Gut and heart and penis, those three things combined. You don't even know. You don't need any of that other stuff. Just the gut. (laughs) Um, All right. So since we uh, started as a Game of Thrones podcast, I'm going to hit you with three dreamy Game of Thrones performers. And I would like you to choose, uh, starting with Neil, between um, Kit Harington, Richard Madden, and Alfie Allen, the the dream boys of Game of Thrones. What What do you pick, Neil? This is a tough one. You got to you got to take one good-looking one off the market. So I'm taking Richard Madden off the market. He's the Mary. Yeah. And then you got to take out the other threat. So I'm killing Kit Harrington. Oh, and, are you calling uh, Alfie ugly? And then oh, Alfie will just we'll have a good time. Yeah. Once and I'll we'll hang out and then I'll go be married to Richard Madden, who's also a bodyguard now. <laughs> he will protect you and marry you. Yes. Uh, Dave, what's your answer for this one? Uh I guess I would also marry Madden, but I would fuck Effie Allen and kill Kit Harrington. That's what because that's what Neil said too. Yeah, yeah. That's the same one. <laughs> Oh, this is, I thought yeah, I the right you switched it around. No. All right, good. It's Same the right answer. answer. Good, correct answer. Good job, guys. All right. Um, now we're going to do something I like to call... Oh, wait. You don't get to answer? I don't have to answer these, no. Um, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> now we're going to do something... Dave, Dave didn't have to answer his trivias. I was surprised you answered your conundrums, but you did. So um, that was your choice. <laughs> game, master, game Master decides. All right. Um, this next one is what I like to call the Battle of the Polyglots. These are all people who speak multiple languages. Mm. Um, so I'd like you to choose between Bradley Cooper, who speaks, I think, like um, four languages, uh, Tom Hiddleston, who also speaks four languages, and Viggo Mortensen, who speaks a whopping seven languages. So these three um, multilingual fellows, what do you pick, starting with Dave? 
Kale Bradley Cooper, oh. fuck Tom Hiddleston, marry Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Not even, not even hard. Not even hard. All right. Um, Neil? Um, I'm also killing Bradley Cooper. Um, but I think I'm marrying Hiddleston. I think he's a better long-term investment. Ooh, long-term. That's a, that's a good point. And then I think Vigo, he's probably into some weird shit. He's Eastern European. You never know. So that maybe just the once. Um, yeah. He fucks Maria Bello on some stairs in Eastern Promises. I was talking about with someone about this recently, about like that scene in Eastern Promises where they fuck him. Or History of Violence. Sorry, I get those two confused because I think they came out the same year. Anyway, Eastern Promises is the one where he gets in a fight in the bathroom. Yeah, and, and he also in that movie pulls off someone's mandible. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> he has sex with... Um, or maybe that's history of violence. Anyway, um, he assesses Maria Bello on the stairs, and I was telling someone about this, and they're like, "No, that's great." I was like, "No, it's not like it's not like creative geometry sex on the stairs. It's just like it looks deeply uncomfortable for Maria Bello on those stairs." I'm like, uh, anyway, I I think about that scene sometimes. All right, um, since we started <laughs> as a Game of Thrones podcast again, I'm gonna have you do a battle of the Lannisters. You have to pick Neil, starting with Neil, between Cersei, Jamie, and Tyrion Lannister. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Um I think I'm marrying Jamie. Oh. And I'm killing Tyrion. Wow. Oh, sorry, guy. <laughs> and then Cersei gets the last one. <laughs> Although there's a really good probably very good case to be made for killing Cersei. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but, probably save, might save the realm, possibly, but, um, you know. But also... The realm. Just but, yourself. But also, maybe just the once. Yeah, sex is crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, cra- crazy <laughs> sex, um, and um, you might think- die, but maybe it'll be worth it, so... Right. Dave... Sex with Jamie, kill Cersei, marry Tyrion. He manages all my sewers. Oh, to have and to hold and to manage your sewers. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, next one is, um, well, actually, I, I think I don't know. Neil, are you like a big Lord of the Rings fan? I don't know this. I mean, I, I know sh- things about I wanted the to Rings. Make, I wanted to make sure that you like you guys all were on the same basis for under of understanding okay i mean is it just tom bombadil's name three times <laughs> would you marry tom or bomb or dill no i'm just kidding. <laughs> i mean you have to also account for the fact that i'm on unequal footing with dave on most things so. i mean aren't we all <laughs> to be yeah. honest um all right this is the battle of the uh the lord of the rings maidens uh and i would like you well maidens not a word i would use for one of them um i would like you to choose between arwen uh, Galadriel. Can you say and, who played them? Yep, Arwen as played by Liv Tyler. Galadriel okay. is played by Kate Blanchett, and Eowyn is played by Miranda Otto. So, the Shield Maiden of yeah. uh, the the Uh you know, Elf Queen Galadriel, Elf Warrior Maiden Arwen. Uh, starting with Dave. I would say you're fucking Arwen. But then it's really tough. I'm going to, you know what? No, I'm going to marry Eowyn, live with the horse people, yes. to, like have a good outdoor life, yeah. and be the motherfucker that killed Galadriel. Yes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's, that's, those are bragging rights. All right. Uh, Neil. 
What were the options again? So Eowyn is played by Miranda Otto, Arwen is played by Liv Tyler, or Cable, uh, Galadriel is played by Kate Blanchett. Two of those women, well, one of those women will like pretty much live forever, pretty much. The second one, I guess, will live a very long time. And then the third, uh, Eowyn is immortal. So, it is a mortal. So, but she is no man. She, she I stabbed am no a man. ring right in the face. I mean, I guess she did. I guess the problem is like, what am I in this scenario? <laughs> am I an? Am I? Do I also live a long time as an elf? I say you're a mortal. You're could, you're a mortal man. Just a normal dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then I'm killing the Kate Blanchett one. Mm-hmm. Get rid of her. Mm-hmm. I'm marrying Liv Tyler. Mm. Mm. And I'm um having a lovely evening with young right, sword wielding Otto, who is also very good on the Sabrina show. Yeah, I was, I was, I was hoping you would have some like fresh Sabrina thoughts on her. Okay, this actually, one I'm calling. I yeah. would still. That would still be my answer if we were talking about her character from the Sabrina show. <laughs> yeah, f- fair enough. All right. Uh, this one I'm calling the Battle of the Marvel Matriarchs. I would like you to choose, starting with Neil, between Michelle Pfeiffer's character in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Angela Bassett's character in Black Panther, and this one's stretching the definition of mar- matriarch slightly, but Tilda Swinton's character in Doctor Strange. So, Michelle Pfeiffer, mm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Tilda Swinton, Doctor Strange. The character or the character, character. Is this me? Am I going? Yeah, you're going first. It's you. Oh boy. It's you, bud. You got this. Don't think too hard. Just do it. I think I'm killing Kate Blanchett's character. Wait, Kate Blanchett's not an option. No, not Kate Blanchett. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Okay. I'm killing the ancient one. Killing the ancient one. I'm not sure why. Uh, you are. Uh, I'm marrying Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Forever. And then, and then I'll one I'll, night with uh, Queen of Wakanda. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, a I think so. Your answer. Okay. I'm I'm marrying Angela Bassett. Uh, because yes. Does that mean you get to be king? Know. No. No, he's like Queen's. No, I just Philip married into the point. royal family. Yeah. yeah. I'm like whatever the queen fucks. Yeah. Like, that's me. Queen, queen's <laughs> consort. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have sex with Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Wasp, either era, really. They're, they're both very nice. <laughs> with any Michelle Pfeiffer era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any Michelle Pfeiffer era seems very good. And then, yes, kill the Ancient One because, uh, that knowledge is just gonna get passed on anyway. There's no... There's no reason to keep that specific person alive. I, As we learned in Doctor Strange. I can't believe you guys yeah, like, want to... Like, I, I got what's it like to have sex with the ancient one? Sex with the ancient one? Does she know, like... I imagine that sex with Tilda Swinton is like, is, like, tantric in its own right, but then, like, ramp that up to 9,000 if you're having sex with the ancient one. Anyway. All wow. right. Um, you're making speaking, a good point. You remember that scene where all the little hands are grabbing at him? Yeah. And his hands are sprouting more hands? Yeah. That, that does... That, see, that's not yet for me. That's, no, that's like, too oh, many hands. There's all these little hands like, all over my... <laughs> 
Too many hands. Things. Once, <laughs> my things. All right. But it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. All right. Um, I, I look forward to the listeners. Backing I've, I've me up. D- well, all of these people is a once in a lifetime opportunity. All right. Yeah, speaking, one of them you have to kill. Speaking How does Dave Gonzalez get into Wakanda? I don't know. I have no diplomatic connections. I don't know. I how did Martin Freeman get into Wakanda? You never know. Right. Good, good question. Um, all right. This, uh, we're going to do some, some good placing. Uh, uh, fuck Mary killing right okay. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your three choices, starting with uh, Dave, are Tahani, Jason, and Chidi. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, but they're all so likable. Why do I have to kill one? <laughs> um, I guess I am going to marry jason wow because then i'm uh as tahani has learned several times it's sort of you're automatically in a default alpha position and and there's no friction that seems really good and fine for me uh i'm gonna have to kill chidi (gasps) because who doesn't want to have sex with tahani fair but like have you seen um chidi with his shirt off this season (laughs) just saying (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's all tough. It really wants, it's, it's, it's the two guys competing for the marriage slot because I could spend, you know, lots of time with both of them. I just think I'd enjoy my marriage life more with Jason. Fair enough. All right. And then you have to have sex with Tommy. Oh, poor you. All right, Neil. Who would you Yes. Pay? Well, <laughs> I have a slightly different answer, although I would also kill Cheaty. Sorry, I just don't have anything to do with Cheaty. There's just guys. nothing. He's I so indecisive. Like- it's tough. Underappreciated. But I'm marrying Tahani because uh, I agree with Dave. Everyone would want to have sex with Tahani. I would want to do it multiple times. Um, so I feel like that's why you lock in the marriage. Well, assuming you perform well as one half of the marriage, you guys get it. Um, mm-hmm. So that, I guess, means that I'm we're one having night, sex. But here's the thing. One night it of also, with Jason Mendoza. Since I'm marrying <laughs> Tahani... We can have a swingers party with Jason and Janet. No way. That, like, I knew you would find a way to work Janet in there. I left Janet out on purpose. <laughs> <because> <laughs> but we still um, got here anyway. And I right. think that's what's important. Uh, <laughs> the real good place are the loopholes we found along the way. All right. Uh, really quickly, we've just got a few more. All right. Quickly, quickly. These are women who are all named for places. So I would like you to choose between Dakota Johnson, America Ferreira, and Bryce Dallas Howard, starting with Neil. All right. So we're killing Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, Bryce. <laughs> I know. We're marrying Dakota Johnson. I saw okay. Spiria. Okay. Um, and, uh, we'll have a one, a one-time thing with America Ferreira. She seems I feel, lovely. I feel like Neil's definition of marriage is not like, oh, a relationship where I like think of, it's like, oh, a person I want to have sex with over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> that seems to be your definition of marriage is not, <laughs> it's not like, oh, who will I like want to fight over doing the dishes with? And who will I, you know, well, like, no, blah, that's blah, all blah. true with, um, the people I've chosen. He saw Suspiria. He would love to fight about doing the dishes with her. Okay. Um, Dave, what's your answer? Uh, I'm going to I'm just also plan kill... for the long term here. <laughs> I'm going to also kill Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, uh, I'm going she to... She won't however, be able to outrun any of you. She'll be in heels, <laughs> poor all. dear. 
gonna marry America Ferrera yeah. and experiment uh, some shades of gray with Dakota Johnson. Beautiful, beautiful. See, I think Dave. Dave's trying to. He's sort of picking the the uh, the more enjoyable, easy route when it comes to who to marry. Whereas I'm like, let's throw some chaos in there. You so. want to marry a weird dancing witch, is what you're saying. Yeah. Great. Um, I think America Ferrera is absolutely marriage material, personally. All right. Um, this is this one's for Neil. This is my psych to last one. This is Battle of the Beards. I mean, it's for both of you, but really for Neil. Uh, Battle of the Beards. These are the men that I think, three men who I think have amazing beards. Um, number one, Jake Gyllenhaal. Number two, LeBron James. Number three, Nick Offerman. So I would like you to choose between Jake... LeBron and Nick Offerman. Not Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman. Well, this one actually is tough. I know. I put LeBron oh, in there. Just to- I, I, th- I could do it real fast. All right, Dave. Okay, I'm going to kill LeBron James. I'm going to marry oh. Nick Offerman. I'm going to have sweet sex with Jake <laughs> Beautiful. That's, that's rough. Nope. No, I'm not. Gwangi has to Gwangi the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one who kills LeBron James. I'm killing Gyllenhaal. I'm marrying Nick Offerman, and I'm fucking LeBron James. All right, and last one because um, I think we're running long on time. Uh, this one, this is—it all comes down to this, which is probably where you knew it was going to end. Um, you have three Chris's to choose from. <laughs> one's last name is Evans. One's last name is Hemsworth, and one's last name is Pine. We don't talk about the fourth one. Um, starting with Dave, the three Chris's. Ah. Uh, um... I am going to marry Pine, have sweet, sweet sex with Evans, and unfortunately Ooh, kill myself a Hemsworth. You're going to kill Thor? You want to kill Thor and Galadriel? This is just like about glory for you. Yeah, it's it's about power. <laughs> it's like, look at skinny little Dave. Did you hear about when he beat Chris Hemsworth to death with his bare hands? No one would fuck with me ever again. Did you hear about the time that he beat Chris Hemsworth to death with the severed limbs of Galadriel, his last conquest? Yeah, it was great. It was- and then he fucked Chris Evans at his bachelor party before getting gay married to Chris Pine. That guy is a guy that's how people would talk about me all right uh neil uh i think i'm killing pine i'm marrying uh captain america evans because he looks like a golden retriever and i would get a golden retriever and that would be awesome then i guess i'm having sex with uh that big slab of australian Timey kangaroo down, as they say. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. Well, this has been my uh, pop culture edition of Fuck, Marry, Kill. Uh, Thank you all for playing. I think we learned a lot um, about about (laughs) what Neil Neil and Dave on the record edition. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. This is going to be used against me at some point. (laughs) Just trot around the world killing fictional characters. Like Chris Hemsworth, who does not exist. Uh, excellent. That was three hosts, three games. I hope your week isn't going horribly. Uh, we don't know how our week's going yet. We're recording this on Monday. Neil, what are we doing next week come hell or high water? Well, Dave, we're going to talk about Nazis. Um, in a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're actually... No, that's actually true. That's, that's I know. I just... <laughs> I know. Um, I just 
didn't occur to me. One way or the other. Yes. Next week, we are definitely talking about Nazis. So uh, we're going to be, it's called Overlords of Westeros. We are going to be talking about the movie Overlord, which is the uh, Nazi zombie-ish horror movie that's coming out this weekend, um, which stars one of our Game of Thrones hashtag Dark Pacey faves, uh, Pilo Aspec. And uh, so then we're also going to do a little segment about movies that we like, movies or I guess shows that we really like that include some of our Game of Thrones favorites when they're not doing Game of Thrones. Does that make sense? So what the, yeah, the other so we're stuff? Do some, yeah, some other Game of Thrones star stuff and then some Overlord stuff. Yeah. And together, we smash it all together into an Overlords of Westeros. Yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, so, yeah. We'll get a little thronesy next week. It'll be great. Excellent. So until we go back to Thrones, where can people find more of your work on the internet? Let's start with Joanna Robinson. Oh, you can find me on VanityFair.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Wrote This. And Neil Miller. Oh, yeah. You can get me over um, at FilmSchoolRejects.com. Get me on the Twitter at Rejects. And don't forget to follow the show at Storm of Spoilers and... Um, What's the other thing that I usually say? Oh, you can email us, stormspoilers at gmail.com. And I'm Dave Gonzalez. You can find me on Twitter at DA7E. You can find my other podcast, Fighting in the War Room, at fightinginthewarroom.com. And you can find Neil Miller's new Behind Kid Nation documentary at a URL that I have to buy in the future. So you could fund it and what make it happen. What happened to kidnation.com? What happened to kidnation.com? Uh, and as always, but only because we have two months left. It's ever so urgent that I tell you to not fall down. <laughs> <laughs>